got a shirt. Ah. Are we in? I think we are. Oh, yeah. We are. We are live. We are live. Thank you, Melanie, for joining me. Thank you. Absolutely. Is going to watch this at whatever yeah. point you're going to watch this. Um, this is the first episode of You Gonna Die Alone. Episode one is on the screen. We are still waiting for Jay Will, who had a show this evening. He is a multitasking. I appreciate him uh, donating his time. In these trying COVID times, comics are having to do a lot of things to stay afloat. So I'm not trying to mess up nobody's money. So he will jump in, you know, when he can. We did confer before he left for his show. So I know he's going to join us as soon as he can. But in the meantime, I have the wonderful and the beautiful Miss Melanie Hearn with me. Uh, Melanie, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. What's up? What up, Doe? Standard Detroit greeting. What up, Doe? Uh, that's very true. That's very true. That is our standard greeting. Um, they know us all over the world for that. I don't know if you know that, but everywhere we go, people are like, what up, though? It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like New Yorkers when you're like, forget about it. We have our own little. Our own uh, lingo. Yeah, people know it means it's, it's, a, it's a warm greeting. Um, okay, so the purpose of this podcast, this is, um, I get a chance since Jay isn't here, me and Melanie can just kind of keep it real with you guys. Over quarantine, um, Melanie and I were uh, in California together, separated from our families, and we found ourselves in, in a position to be alone um, and wondering, hey, what happened? Uh, are we going to die tomorrow? What happened? Why am I by myself? I didn't think I was going to die by myself. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I about to die? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> we started having a series of conversations where we just really started having some heart to hearts because me personally, I'm not, I'm not going to ever be the same. I'm not coming out of this, uh, the same person I went in. I'm coming out different and I'm coming out realizing that if, if I would have got COVID and, and died in April by myself in a, in a bed alone where they had to send people to break the door down and come in, <laughs> it was the wrong part. It would have been my own fault because I cannot, I can't look anybody square in the face and say I haven't had a lot of opportunities. And I didn't close any of them. I can only blame myself. I can't be like, oh, well, men are this. It's like, hey, you had a little too many bites at the apple sis. So from there, we started having some really um, unpacking conversations about how we ended up in this situation. And a situation I don't think anybody thinks they're going to be in because when you're in your 30s, you think you got forever. And guess what? Even when you turn 40, you still think you got forever, especially if your looks holding up. <laughs> you know, black women, we age well. We love to tell people black don't crack. You know, you got dudes out here in their 40s, women out here in their 40s who still look amazing. They're still getting a lot of a lot of, uh, you know, dudes hitting on them and women hitting on them. 
And it makes you feel invincible. Like I got time, I got time, I got time. And then something like COVID comes and you're like, wait a minute, maybe I'm out of time. Uh, <laughs> maybe I squandered um, my opportunities. So what we wanted to talk about today, today's topic is um, uh, people that have too many rules. We're going to talk about the people that kind of put themselves in a pigeonhole because they have so many rules. Their, their soulmate can't find them because they have to jump over all these hurdles to get to you. But first, I want Melanie to tell you a little bit about herself and, you know, who she is and where she's coming from. Just so that, you know, we all out here trying to figure this out together. Go ahead, ma'am. Absolutely. OK, so I know you guys think as, as, as beautiful and as talented as this lady is with these beautiful white teeth. Why is she on this podcast of, of why you going to die alone with too many rules? I, I was one of the people. I had too many rules. I've given up. A lot of opportunities because I had stupid rules in my 20s. Like one was after COVID, Heather, right? Because at first I was like, oh, he got to have a car. I don't even care. Okay. I don't even, I just, I just want a body in the house with me, right? At this point, so just somebody to just be able to crawl to the refrigerator when I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is where I'm at. But I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of opportunities uh, in my 20s. Like, I wanted the guy who I, I don't know why we think this guy exists. Like the the reformed drug dealer that loves the Lord and is now a faithful man don't exist. You know what I'm saying? For some reason, I don't know if anybody ever read uh the coldest winter ever, but midnight don't exist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we let all the triple crown books. I did. I let all the triple crown <laughs> books fuck me up and make me think that Quadir was real. You feel me? I thought. Yeah. Quadir was real. He not nicknamed Marshawn. He ain't real. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna get that. Like I was, I read too much. So I was thinking like that. That guy that was like, he's street enough, but then he ain't no punk. He ain't gonna cry, but he gonna cry at the right time. But he ain't gonna cry at the wrong time. He got a little lord. My daddy gotta like him. My family gotta like him. I gotta like him. Like it was, it was too hmm. so much. You know what I'm saying? And I, and, and then also I was. Uh, I came from a very uh, a Christian household, so it was always expected, you know, you're going to get married and all that kind of stuff. So at one point in time, my rules was like, he had to have a good resume. He got to look good on paper because I was looking for a soulmate, you know what I'm saying? And I was just trying to push and look at a checklist. I had a checklist. I had a checklist. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had to love the Lord and, you know, he had to have a, a job that was better than mine and he had to be ambitious and, you know, he had to... Uh, and it was just, and I had like some real superficial ones, you know what I'm saying? Like super body types, you know, I didn't want nobody that was, I used to like big yellows, you know what I'm saying? He won in Detroit, it wasn't hard to find nobody with a fat stomach. Big yellows. Love me a big yellow with a big stomach. Oh, baby, big yellow with a big stomach, you know, so, I mean, and I like street guys, I'm be honest. I, I like street guys, so I waste a lot of my years, uh. With 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 guys in uh that had a disposable income from a questionable line of work, so to speak. So yeah, I mean, but I mean that's like the great debate: nature versus nurture. <laughs> you know, we we're, we're Detroit girls. We're from um, a murder capital, a drug city, a drug capital. So uh, I think the average Detroiter knows way too much about drugs. You know, <laughs> even if they're not in the business, they know the business. They 
they move within those circles. We all kind of did, especially when we were younger, going to bars and stuff. We weren't creating a separation. And then it became like, okay, well, he's cool because if you're in that environment, you know that nobody's 100% anything. So yeah, he, yeah, he sells drugs and he probably shot somebody, but he's a good guy. You know what I mean? Because you see that other side because that's your brother's best friend and you've known him since you were five or whatever. So then you kind of start relaxing some of those uh, morality rules. You know, you know what? It, 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 it was the money. It was the money. Uh, because I remember the first time that I decided that I was done with, with I was done with, with Mr. I was done. You know what I'm saying? I said, look, Satin, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And I was done okay. with Satin. What's the name? Satin. Okay. All right. I'm done, Satin. You ever seen Sparkle? Look, Satin, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I don't want that fur coat that bad. But listen, I said, right. I'm done. And I remember it's so hard to make that transition because I made the transition from trying to date, you know, a... A, a regular guy, you know what I'm saying? And I tried to apply the same rules uh, again to this type of guy and mm -hmm. it didn't work because one thing was, if I ask you for some money, you can't tell me Friday. You know what I'm saying? Wow. When you're supposed to, when I'm used to saying, okay, pull up or I'm going to have somebody pull up on you. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's what I'm used to. You know, so yeah. certain things I became accustomed to, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So then mm -hmm. when you start dating somebody that was Regular, you know, you just be with like, his every other paycheck. With his every other paycheck, week. you know. Yeah, you like, so okay, like, wait till Friday. Like, yeah. Stupid. Ugh. You got I mean, he, he lost value to you because because of that. Even though that didn't mean he wasn't a good person, it just meant he couldn't cash you out on the spot. I think that's a lot of us. I think a lot of us have let a lot of opportunities slip, slip through our fingers for some ridiculous. When you think about it now, in the moment. It made perfect sense. But like right now, you're like, I can't believe I broke up with him for that. You know, <laughs> like, I can't believe I for thought that. Of him for that. What's the stupidest reason, even if it wasn't you? Like what's and because we, we all got a lot of friends out here. We all know a ton of single people. What's a reason that you've heard somebody say like, oh, I can't mess with somebody who's dot, dot, dot. And it's like. Is stupid. Like, what's the stupidest thing? You what's the stupidest rule that you've heard? Uh, I was like one of my friends, and and I don't. She probably on the podcast, but one of the stupidest things was it was like I can't I can't date a guy who was like shorter than her. You know what I'm saying? But it was like you short too. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those kind of stupid things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think I had one of the the uh, stupidest rules. I was one of the kind of people like if you didn't. If you didn't dress the way I liked you to dress, mm -hmm. then I could not, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't date you. Like if you had, you had to, you had to look, look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm -hmm. couldn't. And then if I even thought you were like, and I couldn't date people that I felt like look like cartoon characters. Like if mm -hmm. I felt like, <laughs> if I felt like you were like a cartoon character, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I had a boyfriend that looked like Winnie the Pooh. Like I had a guy, he just tried, and I was like, I can't. You said big, big yellow. yellow. Of course, you got I you. Know. Of course, you got Winnie the Pooh. Winnie, Winnie the Pooh is not turning me off. Maybe that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> and as they start getting on my nerves, they do like big fat Winnie the Poohs. That's <laughs> right. And they start that's, looking like, oh, you don't like them no more. That's exactly that's, what that that's was. Weird. I think the stupidest thing I heard, and I just heard this recently, I heard a dude say, 
that he if you can't if you pronounce the L in salmon like salmon like if you pronounce the L he can't date you and I was like you're gonna die by yourself because like that's the stupidest like well the L is in the middle of of the word the word if somebody doesn't know it doesn't mean they're stupid it just means it's a regional dialect it's not like it's a Q or a P that's not there it's a letter that's in the word. I'm going to think somebody hasn't been exposed. I'm going to think somebody maybe hasn't been to a finer restaurant. I'm not going to think they're stupid when the L is there. Okay. I'm sorry. And there are people, but I did, yeah. you know what? And I did think about it. Uh, I think we were together. I heard a girl say that if she went, they nobody, they made chicken, chicken, baked chicken, chicken. Yeah. Baked chicken or something. It was just like, if they, if, they they chicken, chicken, if they made oven-baked chicken, oven-baked chicken, if they made oven-baked chicken, you couldn't mess with you. If you made oven-baked chicken. <laughs> so you could be, here you are, and I know the L is, si- is silent. I understand that. But I was raised on, on Plymouth and Wyoming in the heart of the ghetto on the west side of Detroit. Um, Everybody around me called it salmon, okay? I, I was grown the first time somebody was like, it's salmon. I was grown too. I was, I was <laughs> no, very grown. I don't, I'm not maybe in other neighborhoods and other parts of the country, but I'm telling you what it was like for us. We were, we were smart girls. We got good grades. We weren't stupid. We said salmon because when in Rome, you say what everybody around you says to me, it's a regional dialect thing. If, if the proper pronunciation, it's not like I'm saying dumb and I'm pronouncing the B like you're dumb. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, or coming in is silent. They're silent letters or I'm pronouncing the P in a PH word. Or whatever, you know. Right, you know what I'm saying, jalapenos. You know what I'm saying. And even then, that's a Spanish language. If you don't speak Spanish, I'm not gonna think you're dumb for that. I'm gonna think, oh, this person's family says the L, and they've never. I was I was in corporate America. I was probably 29, maybe 30, and I was at an office function, and this uh, guy from the suburbs who was raised affluent, looked over at me and said, stop saying salmon. And he was like, it's salmon, Heather. He was like, you're too smart for this. And I was like, you're the first person in my life to ever, I've never heard this before. <laughs> and I was like, but if you say so, like, I don't. But I'm, if you say so, I'm not gonna debate you. But he never, right. he never, he, he didn't diminish me. He, I, I didn't become, you know, an idiot. So it's like, why would that, why would you let some, why would you let the there, there and there some people are smart, but they're not good at spelling. Well, I let it affect you. My Go name ahead. is Melanie. My name is Melanie. So M-E-L. Okay. I was with a guy. He lost I lost my phone. So you know how you tell him, hey, call my phone, whatever, whatever. Let me see your phone so I can call my phone. He calls my phone. I'm looking for my number. I call my phone. My name pops up. It's mail. Now I can deal with M-E-L. I can deal with M-A-L-E, like, you know, male and female, but you put M-A-I-L, like the mail delivery service, that's a different kind of stupid, Heather. I got to That's a okay. different. That's different. That's I different. That's a different stupid. I hear you. I hear that's you. Different. But there are people, if, if we have any educators on this thread, that will tell you people learn different. There are people that are not visual. They're not word people. It doesn't mean they're stupid. It just means they're not good uh-huh. spellers. Now, if that turned you off in your 20s, you probably already kind of wasn't feeling him that much anyway. <laughs> so, um, but 
at the at this age in a post-COVID world where you're asking yourself, why am I by myself? And you met a man that spelled your name wrong, correct him and keep building and seeing what else he has to offer. What if he what if he's dyslexic? What if you know what then if I don't want that? Then I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm being okay. honest. You I are stopped dating a guy because you you know that they want taste. And I was like, I want I still want kids, Heather. And I'm I don't whatever <laughs> traits that I don't have to pass on to my kids. Okay, you don't you know want to be genetic, even yeah, though I don't, want no, <laughs> I don't want no dyslexia. You know, I got to look at your other kids. I got to look, you know, it's I would dump you for your kids. Let me just say it like that. I dump you about your kids. Maybe I got too many rules right now. If you if you come into the relationship and I don't like the way your existing children look, then I'm gonna rethink because I don't, might be. kids, I don't want my kids it to become be. all your kids. Yeah, because that self esteem stuff I'm gonna have to deal with. Your hair is never combed, so that you mean if I have a daughter, her hair is never gonna be combed with she with you. I can't. I mean. I don't yeah, want to be talking about your kids here because you don't know how to take care of your kids. I don't <laughs> want to have them talks like they call they called me names when I came home. Oh, okay. Well, listen, uh uh yeah. So I I mean maybe I could be shallow. That just let me know you got strong genes. And if your genes are strong and they shifting in that direction, I might I, I have done that. That's why I'm saying again, that's why I woke up in COVID alone because that was a good <laughs> man. He had his kids' insurance cards in his pocket. He was a good man. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, mm -mm. I don't want my kids to look like your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, Melanie. I don't know what to do with that. That's so mean. Like, it's so mean. I don't know. When I think about some of the rules I hear, all my girlfriends talk, my single guy friends talk, I've heard rules like, I mean, the, the salmon thing is extreme. The male thing is extreme. Even the two, two and two, they're there and there are people uh, are extreme. To me, the, those are the people that are looking for a reason to dismiss somebody anyway. I'm sorry. I think subconsciously they're looking for a reason to let you go anyway, because they're grass mat straws. Because I mean, if you have like two, two and two, Everybody has spell check autocorrect. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> like, Who sometimes you cares? can write it the correct way and then and then your phone autocorrect will change it. And now you look like you don't know the difference between homophones. But everybody gets quiet when it's time to talk about accept and accept. Oh, everybody's quiet on those more challenging ones. But two, two, and two are ah, you guys use the wrong two. Okay, whatever. That's not a reason to dismiss somebody. That's a reason to block your blessing. Is what you're doing. The the woman in your dreams is just not good at spelling. You better shut up. I bet you she cooked though. You know what I mean? Like, what are you missing out on because of this? But I say all that to say I've heard some people that have some more intense. Like I've heard dudes like, I won't buy a girl dinner on a first date. And then there are women that's like, Oh, well, I won't go out with you if you won't buy me dinner. And it's like, so you guys are are really prepared to walk away from this chemistry and this attraction. Because one of y'all is just that stubborn. What, like, really? But it says more than that. It's like, to me, that's the beginning of selfishness. You know what I'm saying? All that, you ask me out. Well, whoever asked me out, I feel like that's the beginning of a whole bunch of stuff. Because to me, that guy is mm -hmm. the guy that's going to nitpick all the way through. You know what I'm saying? That's the guy that's been burnt before and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So I don't, I'm kind of with that. Like, listen, if you approach me and ask me out, then... I'm expecting that you taking me out on the date. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And with that being said, I've dated people that have been like, well, 
if you want to go out to eat and you ask, then I guess you paying. And it's like, okay, so we both gonna sit here and starve just because I asked and you don't want to. I mean, that's that's when people really got to start doing that unpacking, though, because it's a reason why somebody has a rule that's that rigid. Like when somebody when a dude's like, I don't buy women dinner like that's coming from somewhere hurt. That's coming from somewhere where he has been burned so much that he's like, never again. And he needs to deal with that pain before he tries to meet somebody else, because what he wants to do is take his pain into this new uh, entanglement, if you will. And that's not fair to that girl. Yeah. I get it. Somebody, you know, you met some girl and she made you take her to Ruth Chris and she took lunch for the next day and she took food home to her kids. And then she didn't call you no more. And you felt really played and really dumb. I'm sorry that happened to you, but that's not my fault. And you should not make that my problem. Me and I mean, you it's happening have to me. agreement. Oh, well, we're gonna I understand if you don't want to buy everybody Ruth Chris on the first day, but honestly, fellas, you really shouldn't be buying nobody Ruth Chris on the first date anyway. You know what I mean? Now you kind of brought yeah. that on yourself. Like that was kind of dumb to do to somebody you don't know. I would check a stranger to a $200 meal. That's ridiculous. But what you know, this is we're not blaming people on this show, guys. So we're not gonna do that thing where we blame you. Also, that will be another episode where we talk about that anyway. But for now, what I'm saying is if you have a rule that's that rigid, that you can't come out of your rule, you're not hurting anybody but yourself because you're missing out on an opportunity to meet somebody who, yeah, might have ordered the steak at Applebee's, but she also might have been somebody that truly enriched your life. You know what I mean? And you missed out on her because you let these other girls who who played you, instead of instead of looking at what you did to put yourself in that position to get played, you're going to take it out on all future women. You, you're going to die by yourself, man. You're going to die by yourself. Okay, just make your peace with it. Call the nurse at home. Uh, get your bed. Because that's where you're going to die. Okay? Uh, well, well I, I still know I got a, 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 a shitload of rules as to, <laughs> as to why. But I'm getting, I'm getting out of them. COVID has made me look at what my rules was and how strict I was and all the stupidity, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I had a recent ex and I stopped. Like, I really did not like him because I was like, I didn't like the way he dressed. And I was right. like, I didn't like his appearance. Right. No, nothing else was like, it, it, you know, he had regular running the mill stuff, boyfriend stuff. But the biggest thing was I did not like his appearance, which could have been changed. And uh-huh. It affected the whole entire relationship is because even if he had good advice or stuff to tell me, I wouldn't receive it from him because I didn't like mm-hmm. the way you look. You know what I'm saying? And so I I treated him really like and I could have just went in the store with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was all like, you should know better and all that kind of stuff and everything like that. So it was like one little stupid rule, you know, and I don't even know if it was. a. I, I wouldn't even say if it was a rule. It was just. A hang up, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't ever I didn't necessarily look at what I was doing as rules as it was hang-ups that I had, you know what I'm saying? Um, because everybody around me looked a certain way and they dressed kind of fly and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, when my cousins would bring their boyfriends around, they was kind of fly, but I was like, but they was also pieces of shit too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They was just fly, but they still ain't shit. When I could have bought my little rusty dusty around, you know what I'm saying. Got him a little outfit for Marshalls because I spent my money on the wrong Negroes. You know what I'm saying? So now I got a rule too. I'm scarred for life. I ain't spending no money on nobody because I spent way too much money at Marshalls on a nigga Manapolo. But anyway, that's all another story. I, I mean, I, I don't. I just don't think. 
I don't think rules should come into play when you first meet somebody. You know what I mean? I think it, it's, it's, and that's, that will bring me to a good segue here. What's the difference between a standard and a rule? Because when I say this to people, the first thing they want to say is, I got my standards. And it's like, what's the difference between your standard and your stupid rule? And your rule that's so dumb that you're blocking meeting potential people because you have this stupid rule in place. They have to be 800 SAT score verbal, you know, for you to talk to them or they have to dress a certain kind of way or this in the beginning versus your standards for how you live your life. And I have my opinion. I just want to hear yours. Um, I think your standard is what you won't kind of, what you won't go below. You know what I'm saying? You know, how you see that one guy where you like, oh yeah, I'm not, that's not, you know, I have a certain standard, which means he has to live. I think standards are more, uh, appearance for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. this is my, my standard of guy. He has to meet this certain criteria. And then the uh -huh. rule is within that criteria, I have certain rules to see if he meets, but my standard is you at least have to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. You can't even, you at least have to be in this, whatever this bracket is. And mm -hmm. then within there, whatever rules and checklists I got and, you know, all that stuff. I think that's the, I think the rules are the nuances, you know what I'm saying? To what implementation, what it is. And I think your standard is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think well, your standard is like, you know. I got two good comments here. Um, A couple people, Monica, what's Monica doing on Facebook? Hey, Monica. <laughs> What if you suck? What if he's sucking down two packs of Newports a day? And then Latoya came on and said, "Standards are set, rules are meant to be broken." Um, I think, and I think that kind of speaks to what I'm saying. To me, uh, a standard is a, is a character. It's, it's speaking to character. It's speaking to integrity. It's speaking to the things that really matter about you. No, I, I don't want a man that smokes because of what impact that's going to have on all of us. His smoking impacts other people. He could potentially do danger. That's way bigger than I can't date a dude who doesn't wear Ferragamo loafers. You know what I mean? Like that's not the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So uh, to me, a standard is something like, I don't want a man that lies. That speaks to who he is as a person. That's deeper than me. That's bigger than me. That because the problems he create, he gonna have whether I stay in his life or not. But my rule about, you know, he, I, I, I'll only date a man that buys me Bergen bags. Okay, that has nothing to do with anybody's character. That has nothing to do. That's not going to make us happy in the long run. That has nothing to do. That's only going to make me comfortable or make me uh, meet my preference. And I think a lot of times single people confuse standards with preferences. <laughs> a, preference, a preference is something you want, but you might not get it. You know what I mean? I prefer crinkle cut fries, but I'll still eat the straight fries. I prefer. But I don't mind the guy with the Newport. That's what I'm saying. Like to me, and maybe because I'm a smoker. So it's yeah. like I had a friend who went ape shit crazy and took this guy home and just like cut it off because he, he wanted to smoke a cigarette. And I was like, that's why your ass is single. Because it's like, to me, I feel like you can get smoking. You can quit. Right. Like you can quit. That's nothing that's that's not a because like because I'm a smoker, like people be all like, oh, well, she smoke weed, she ain't ladylike, all this other kind of stuff. So I'm like, because I smoke, that makes me but, not I like mean, you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, I'm pretty sure in your life you've probably met men that are just like, I don't want a woman that smokes marijuana. 
And, and I, I mean, mean that to me, that to me is not something that's that's not debatable. And that's fine. If that's not what you like, then go away. Don't be over here. But don't don't spend time with me and make me think, you know, don't even waste my time. I won't yeah. waste yours. You know what I mean? If if it was if it was like that, like, oh, she smokes next, you would never know. You'd be fine. If the problem is that the rule has to get you have to get beat in the face with the rule. You know what I mean? Oh, oh I don't date people that then go. You know, then that's the rule, right? If rules are made to be broken, that's a rule that can be broken. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't like to me, that's a rule that can be it can be broken. That's not a standard, it doesn't affect my character. To me, it doesn't affect my character. Oh, it's not a character. You know, to me, now you're saying it's a character flaw. You know, I'm just saying to me. Okay. It, so in, in 2020, it's probably not. But 15 years ago, weed smoking was a character flaw because yeah. people looked at it like you were immoral. Oh, you know, he's a pothead. It's a it's a gateway drug. People like mama. If my mom was in here right now, she'd be like, oh, first it's marijuana, then it's crack. You know, right. <laughs> people are like, you're going to come home. It's going to be cocaine in your living room. And it's like, now we know better. We know weed is not a gateway drug. But 20 years ago, yeah, everybody, people would have. And that's the kind of thing you can't like. I, I'm not you. You like big yellows. I'm glad that the big yellows can get love in this world. The big yellows. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm never going to be. I, whatever. I but I'm also doing. not going to waste anybody's time. And I'm not going to diminish his value. Because he doesn't look the way I want him to look, it's simply I'm simply not going to be attracted to him. So the conversation isn't going to come up. But if I'm attracted to you, I'm not going to then say, "Oh wow, I'm attracted to you. I'm vibing with you." Oh, you took me to Applebee's. Now I can't like you. Because well, that, that just basically says every all the chemistry we created before we got to Applebee's was was nothing. It has nothing because you didn't take me to the restaurant I wanted you to take me to when you were literally a stranger to me. And I think I think too many of us get caught up in in some of these in the in the more insignificant, ridiculous parts of building a relationship. But you know what? I do know it's a lot of I, I can say for a lot of my friends, everybody has their own little. And I guess if, I don't know if you want to call it standard, but I know some. It really depends on one because I know a lot of mine. They're looking for something. They want husbands again. You know what I'm saying? So it depends on to me what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Me, a lot of my rules came based on what I was looking for at the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, standard didn't really change. And standard probably because, you know, you got a different standard as you're looking for something different. I'm going to be honest. I'm single because I didn't ask the right questions at the right times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I always played tough. You know what I'm saying? And because that was a rule. Like, back in the day, that was a thing. Like, you don't show emotion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't to be all like that. So, um, that was one thing, playing it tough. You know, I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't doing all this, and I don't want no guy that's, you know, all that. I ain't breaking all my me. I ain't doing that. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, if you want to be a man, you know what I'm saying? Then, uh, right. Uh, uh, this will happen. So it was like I made up all these little rules in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to follow a blueprint. I tried to follow somebody else's blueprint and didn't follow mm-hmm. my blueprint. So I was like, okay, if my mama was married and my sister was married, you know. I'm gonna do all this. So I tried to follow uh my own blueprint. And with doing that, I think my like I said, that I think that standard, I had the wrong standard because I was looking for the wrong type of dude. So I mean, I know why I'm single. I was 
I was doing too much. I was doing too much. I, I don't even think I had too many rules. You know what I'm saying? I think I was I was doing too much. You know what I'm saying? It was me. I was doing too much. I don't know. I, I just feel like when you really think about some of these rules, because I we all have them. We all have these kind of, some of them are aesthetic. Some of them are um, bossy, in my opinion, like how we're going to look to other people. I don't want to be seen at Chili's. I don't want I don't want people to know that he took me to Chili's. And so now it's not about you and him anymore getting to know each other, which is the purpose of a date. It's about how we look to other people. So now we, we're, we're not in it for the right reason. So it's like if you're if we're going to do this, first of all, let's make sure we're here for the right reason. Do I really want to get to know you? Do I really want to build with you? Like you said, what's my end game? Do I just want to smash? Do I do I want a companion? Do I want somebody to hold me and Netflix and chill with me when it gets cold outside? Or do mm-hmm. I want to build with somebody? Do I want to make sure I have a life partner or somebody I can at least hope to be a life partner? I, I think I think that if that's your endeavor, you should be going into these encounters with different rules, different rules. Because mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that guy says salmon or maybe that girl wants you to take her somewhere fancy on the first date and it's really superficial of her, but maybe when something happens to you, the salmon guy is the one that's going to hold you down. What's more important for your and It's all the little rules that we had, man. And I know all my rules were superficial. Mm-hmm. All of my rules were legit superficial. Now that I look back, it was what I would look like to anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to, we just going to keep it real. I went to the bar and my people was in a bar and I was with the guy I was with at that time. And because I didn't like what he had on, I didn't want to tell him. I left him sitting in the car while I was Mm -hmm. in the bar partying. You know what I'm saying? And then I would come back and check on him like a dog. I would come back (laughs) and check on him. Like, you want some fried rice? You good? He go a blunt. I'll be back. You know? (laughs) What did he have on that was so bad? I need you to paint the picture for the people at home. Okay, so it was always he always was like he got off work. You ever seen that person that just looked like they got off work? And it's like, which time you got off work? Three? What time was it? Nine? You know what I'm saying? Like, you took a shower and everything. And, and put on more work clothes. You took a shower. Is there anything else we could put on? Is there something? You know, and it was just like mm-hmm. the small stuff. Like, you got, like, can we put some, can we get a little acne cream? Like, it wasn't that his skin mm. was bad. It was just like, he had been a couple Because <laughs> his bone structure is nice. You know what I'm saying? His bone structure is nice. Did he have bad skin like, when you met him? Did you meet him with bad skin? But I didn't think I would like him. And I ended up liking him. <laughs> that's where your rules mess up. When you bend the yeah. rule, when that's the rules are not meant to be broken. Because when you bend that rule and you end up liking somebody, that's where the trouble begins. That's where it begins because he didn't. My standard, he was okay, you know, but you know what? He didn't mean up to. But my little rules of what he was supposed to look like and how he's supposed to dress and mm-hmm. you know how he where he's supposed to work and how he's supposed to sound or just or how he was supposed to look or I was really more concerned with what I thought other people would think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but you know he was my little ugly. My little ugly. He was my little thing. I mean, you know. My but little, in hindsight, uh, but, but no, I'm just playing. But in hindsight, <laughs> sorry, he, he was my little thing. But in hindsight, now that I look at the standard, you know, and I'm out here single, you know, and he like, I got you, Mel. You know, and he's he still got your name right. I feel like baby boy. Huh? 
He did, but I felt like when it was like, what's wrong with you? Get me out of here. He don't love me. One time I was going out with this guy and I didn't I didn't want to go. This is why I know this is why I'm saying what I'm saying. When you don't, when you already not feeling somebody, it don't take much. It does not take much. Our mistake is not being real about that in the moment. Like I don't really like him. So any little thing he does. So he asked me out. And we went down to Floods, uh, a jazz club downtown. And he had this like, he had, he 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 was a man of means. So I'm sure whatever, you know how some people can have one expensive clothes, but it's still ugly. Like, yeah, okay, the outfit's fifteen hundred, but it's an ugly fifteen hundred dollar outfit. Like, he's like, <laughs> he had this jacket on, and it was it was kind of a Pelly style leather, the kind of hat, like you know how they would gotta have some kind of design on the back or whatever. And it was like a peacock or like a, it was like something, some kind of feather bird colorful thing on the back. And I saw the jacket and I was like, wow, that's a jacket. Right. But I I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't going to be mean about it or whatever, but he felt so self-conscious about the jacket. When he saw me walk in, he was like, wow, you look really nice. And he's like, I hate my jacket. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, um, we're inside, just take it off. Like, you know, like if you don't like the jacket, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, fine. You bought the jacket. It is what it is. It's not a horrible jacket. It's just like, why did you buy the jacket? <laughs> but we're here now. So let's just not, you know, and so he's, like, he's just, you know how guys don't take their coats off when they're inside and he just had it on. And I was just like, take the jacket off. So he let the, he, his self-esteem just went from like, when I walked in, he was like, Hey, by the end of the night, he was like, Oh, he was just a wreck. He was just a wreck, right? And he was just like, the jacket. Everybody's looking at my jacket. <laughs> so I was like, you let this jacket destroy you? It it was a, gr- a red flag for me because I was like, you don't have you don't have the self-esteem to match me. Like I can't, I can't spend all night telling you that you look fine. You know what I mean? That like that's what I do with my girls. Like, nah, girl, you look that cute. Be- I'm, not I'm, doing I'm not doing this with a dude. So we go to another bar and it was like one of those like kind of like hidden underground type of spots where the lights was real low and it was like a little perb down spot. He we walked in. I saw somebody I knew from the door and I'm like, hey, he's like, you know them? He takes the jacket off and he literally throws it. <laughs> he throws it under this table and everybody turned like, what was that? Like, it was like a jacket just on the table. And then he fixed his shirt and was like, okay, I'll meet your friends now. And I was like, you're too insecure. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to, like, you're too insecure. Like, it, it wasn't that deep. But that's the kind of stuff that, you know, I, I had to get to know him a little bit. But because I already really wasn't feeling him, I went home and was like, Psh, straight. Like, you're a basket case. If I would have liked him a little more, I probably would have handled that a little different. So I don't know. I just, I think some of these rules, I think subconsciously we're trying to push people away. And that's something we got to unpack as single people. Like, why are you pushing people away? Because some of these rules, guys, are just dumb. They're just, I'm, I'm not going to make a rule. You got, oh, you got to, you got to have high self-esteem. Like, no, I'm not going to make a rule. Water seeks its own level. If you got low self-esteem, you're not going to like me for long. Because you're going to be like, she too conceited. And I'm going to be like, yeah. right, I'm not changing. So you should go. See yourself out. You know what I mean? I, I have a rule. I have my, I know who I am. And you're going to match me or either you're going to go. Because you're not going to enjoy me. And the men that match me, we don't have to discuss it. We both got high self-esteem. Or we're both you know, secure in who we are. 
I think people be talking about they, because uh, I think it'd be people on here talking about, I don't have no rules like that. And in my brain, I was like, oh, well, I don't really have no, but it's like, your little, I think what we think is rules become our, our preferences. Like, you know what I'm saying? Rules sound so harsh. You know what I'm saying? I think we look at rules as that person that's like, uh, this too extreme. Like you were saying, the people who's just like the checklist people and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But really, it is your part because I still got them in my head. You know what I'm saying? And my rules are flexible. I'm not going to lie. My rules adjust to how my life is. Like right now, I ain't got nothing. So I need somebody with mm -hmm. everything, even though that's unrealistic because I don't have nothing. But I'm just saying, I'm just going to be honest. I need something. Like right now, I have to date somebody with a car. That's just, it's not, right. You got to have a, a nice place to stay. It's not, it's not a rule. Again, it's not a rule. That's a preference and that's a convenience. That's not the same as a rule. Even though I think the average Midwesterner has a rule about people having to have cars because we're in the Midwest where you got to have a car. So that's, that's, that's again, more regional. If you were in New York where everybody walks, you, that wouldn't be your rule. It, you know, but you, you told were, me I couldn't like the guy on the bus. You told me I couldn't like the guy on the bus. You told me I couldn't like no, down the bus. That was that Detroit girl and me. Uh, we don't do that. <laughs> oh, okay. So now, now you like no, that's dumb. But, you were in LA. But if I would have thought, I would have thought that he was worthy in other ways. I also knew who you were talking about. It was like no, him not having a car is like the 29th thing wrong with him. You know what I mean? Like, if everything else would have been going good, I would have been like, okay, so you. You know, I wouldn't have let that. I care about, you know, to me, the car thing becomes an issue when my father always raised me not to drive men around. So I don't know if everybody was raised like that, but my father always raised me like that. So to me, it's like, I don't care if you have a car. I just ain't taking you. I don't ask me to drive you nowhere. You know what I mean? So I need I need you to be able to get yourself where you need to go. If you can get yourself where you need to go, I don't I don't probably don't even notice um, when I first meet you. That's not something I'm, I'm not a person that cares about. Cars, maybe I don't know, maybe because I'm from That's Detroit. What I said. It was running light, but it was again, it's kind of I still have a little bit of that in me. It comes that, from the, the situation you're talking about. That was that was more like that was he already was kind of on a buster list for me. You know, <laughs> I was like. Dude, so the bus was the 29th thing that was wrong with him. Yeah, it was like, that's, uh, yeah, so that wasn't that wasn't the first thing. I don't know. I just think you can you can meet a dude who's having a bad year. You can meet a dude who just got out of a divorce and lost everything, but in four or five years, he's back on top and he has more than you now. You know what I mean? I've so, been there. I've been there. That's why I said I'm my like, it's like the total more. measure of a man. You have to look at the whole picture. You can't just look at I had a, a friend, he's actually gonna be a guest on an upcoming episode. Um, when I met him, he had just broke up with his girl. They financially they were kind of blending their money. So when they broke up, he lost financially. He moved in with his cousin. He was driving a, a regular car. Um, we ate in a lot. And it, I enjoyed his company and I liked him as a person, so it didn't bother me. But like now, if you see him, he's pulling up in Jaguars. He's over here in Europe. He just, I met him at a time where he was financially off. He got his money back up though, because winners gonna win. You know what I mean? So winners gonna win. So it's like, I, I, if I would have met him when he first asked me out and been like, well, look at you, look at you, look at you. I would have missed out on uh, on that friendship that I actually value. Well, I have. That's my point. I have. I have because I've dated. That's the byproduct of me dating that kind of guy. So when I see from that's the byproduct of me dating the street guy. So when yeah. I see a regular guy or I see somebody 
trying to come up, you know what I'm saying? To me, it's like, I ain't taking care of nobody. That's crazy. You know, mm -hmm. it took life to humble me and figure out that, okay, you can meet people. They just at that stage. I'm gonna be honest. I, I like why I did it now. I did it a couple weeks ago with somebody I just met. Like, he ain't got nothing. And it took a good friend to be like, yeah, you, you, you ain't got too much either. So you should probably give him a chance. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, you, we have nowhere to go but up. There's no reason yeah, why like, you might you know, go up with somebody who's also going up. The the thing is, don't spend too much time because you don't want to invest in somebody who's never going up. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just end up with like, a dependent. But if you, like, I, I, mean, I just feel company. like you should look at the whole picture. I said, yeah. I feel like you need to do, and he's and he his money isn't right. Try to find out why. Because is it like, oh, well, I lost my job last year. I got a divorce last year. Or this child support order came in and it's, it's killing me. And I'm trying to get it reduced. But before, but three years ago, I had a big house over here. Where I was here doing this. Okay, well, then I can I can uh, safely assume that you're going to get get it back to that quality of life you had that had nothing to do with me. But if I met you, you know, you can see somebody could be at the bus stop because their car is in the shop or somebody could be at the bus stop because they've never, they never went and got a driver's license or somebody could be at the barbershop because they can't legally drive a car because they have six DUIs. You know what I mean? So it's like, those are three different Pat things. Him. Pat those him. are three different things. Look, it surely is. Look. So, it's exhausting. I'm not just going to be like, just because you're on the bus, I'm not going to assume that you're a bum or there's something wrong with you. But I want to find out if you're an alcoholic. Like I want to find out if you if you have vehicle. I, mean, I, I don't think that's a bad rule though. Like for me, because it's like I think everybody rules are there. Because me, I fell into situations where I was picking people. It's exhausting to work all day and pick somebody up and drop. I don't care if you got a DUI, whatever you don't have, I don't care. It is exhausting. Get your ass to where I'm at, and we cool. Because then to me. Again, that was a rule where it was like you don't drive nobody around. So to me, you ain't all that masculine no more because I didn't have to drive you around and you all in my passenger seat all the damn time. So it's like I got to work all but day. Low key, if you meet a guy, if you met the if you met bus stop guy and he said, Oh no, I have a Mercedes at home. I just can't drive for 18 months by court order because I'm on my third DUI. The question isn't Oh well, he has a Mercedes. The question is, what are you doing to make sure you stop drinking and driving? Like, are you in treatment? Are you getting help for this alcoholism? That becomes the the focal point, not the fact that he doesn't have a car. You know what I mean? Like, don't miss the forest for the trees. Now it's like, okay, so wait, wait, let's talk about these three DUIs. I mean, but that's me. I'm like, but what are you doing? But it could be what you doing. Are you gambling? Uh, what the hell are you doing? But right. I want. But but here's the killing part because I know you and I know you like comics. And I know you are a diehard because I see your X Man shirt. Well, I know you are a diehard right now. <laughs> I am which, which is which is so which is so not you because you are. Me. I know because you are so DC. You know what I'm saying? But mm. you're so DC. Uh, I love X Man though. You know, I, I tell everybody the 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 best first day question, the best icebreaker question you can ask anybody, man or woman, binary, non-binary, is uh, ask them if they know DC or Marvel. And if they say DC, ask them, if you could be a Batman villain, which one would you be? If they say Marvel, say, if you could be an X-Men, if you could be a mutant, who would you be? The, the answer they give you is going to tell you so much about who they are. Very and you're not even going to, they're not even going to know you're reading them. It's like a really clear indicator of who they, of who they pick. If a dude tells you the Joker, like, dude, you want to be the Joker? <laughs> like, 
you you wanna I'm Magneto. You wanna be mystique? You I'm Magneto. I tell people I'm Magneto. I'm Magneto. I tell people. Is it the power that draws you to Magneto? Is it that you want? Is it that you want? Because to me, Magneto is a boss. He's an alpha. That's what I'm saying. Boss. So what draws me to Magneto is Magneto is gonna be Magneto. Period. Point blank. I'm mutant. He's, 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 very, he's very comfortable mm-hmm. in his own skin. Yeah, yes. I'm a mutant. He ain't changing for nobody. At all. Charles trying to get people to understand who he is. I, I want you to understand who I am. This is Magneto. And if I got to knock a couple heads off in the way, then, you know, so be it. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. Okay, that is the I most like masculine I like energy. It just that's like the most, that is the most masculine energy answer you could have given right now. Like, you don't think you just scared off 40 guys. Like, right like, 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 oh, I, I want to be the guy that's the boss who don't take no stuff off nobody, who believes in himself, which is great, and loves all the mutants, low-key. Magneto loves all the mutants. But if you come from me, I'm taking your head clean off with this medallion that's around your neck, I'm gonna pull the metal out of it and slice your throat. <laughs> but yeah, now it's a good it's a good icebreaker question, and it catches people off guard and gonna get a pure organic answer. And you but have you of- had people not talk to you because you like comics? Because I know how deep you go about comics. Have you lost any dates or have anybody kind of like yeah not mess with you because of uh? Because that might be a rule for them. They might be like, I don't want no girl who oh, likes yeah, comics all the time. I want I don't want a woman her age. That talks about comics. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, I'm sure because you know people that are into uh, comics a lot of times they think it's stupid, you know, and they think it's childish. So yeah, yeah, I've had guys be like, "Oh, that's, are you seriously?" And it's like, "Yeah, I'm seriously about to binge watch Gotham season four, and you can seriously get off my phone if you got a problem with that because <laughs> I'm seriously about to do it." I believe in being true to myself because it's like finding somebody is is wonderful, but being happy is the goal. It is a man is to be happy. So if I can't be myself and like what I like, it's better for you to go now. So can we be 100 about this though? This is the one rule that we never said nothing about. Everybody got their rule, but everybody know that sex plays a huge factor in everything. How many good guys, how many, you know, you got your rule. Everybody mm-hmm. like, I don't like wax sex, period. That'd be your rule. Yeah. Everybody know that's in their rule. Mm-hmm. How many guys have we passed up that was like good and everything or people that you passed up where you was just like, everything outside the bedroom is A1. A1. And you know, you can teach people. I feel like you can kind of teach people to, to get on your speed. But how many people have we been like, he cool as hell, but I can't. And we done went back to the person who ain't Ain't shit, but I can't they tell do what somebody. They gotta do, so that's that's happiness for that's somebody. That's all I'm saying. That's happiness, though. That's you're impacting somebody's happiness. If you're if you if you trash in the sack, and I and I know a lot of women but, that have have a story like he's perfect, except for the part that he's not perfect. But it's at. not the but the the whole podcast is you gonna die alone one day. None of that shit is gonna matter. None of that's gonna matter one day. It ain't gonna matter. So the part where you gonna die alone. So you passed up so-and-so because you just couldn't get a little vibrator or cheat on the side <laughs> or whatever it was you had to do. And he a good man. And now you're gonna die alone with the with the good with the guy that was banging your back out, but he was sleeping with your sister too. And now you're gonna <laughs> die alone. So all I'm saying is that's kind no, of superficial. Right. That's kind of superficial too, when you know 
you only got it. Everybody only got a good 50 years. You know what I'm saying? 50, 55, you know, but other yeah. than that, it's going to start getting whack anyway. You know what I'm saying? So that's real. How much of a, a factor in a rule? And that's a huge rule that a lot of people. Oh, I know. Have. I know. I know guys and girls. That and girls. I mean, I know yeah. me where I'm like, you know, and I know that I've done it and I know I picked relationships because of the sex. Mm-hmm. Some people I wouldn't have been with. And they were doomed. Yeah. he brought to the table with sex. Right. Yeah. If the sex was whack, I wouldn't have been with him. Period. Right. But because it was, that was in the rule book. We got to act like that. Having good sex with somebody ain't in our rule book. You know what I'm saying? I think the takeaway here. um, Yeah. And and I, and I think you're right. I definitely think you're right. That again is when you have to really analyze your end game. What do I want? Am I really trying to meet somebody that I can die with? Am I trying to meet a partner that I could build a life with? Because then you're right. Then, and a whole lot of women don't let bad sex stop them. Don't, especially when the men have money, a lot of rich men got unsatisfied wives, you know what I mean? Because they're, they're balancing. So I think as a woman, especially if you want to have children or you have plans, I mean, I, is it is it is good sex worth dying alone for? I don't think I don't so. Think I think that's what's ready to happen to me. I might as well make my peace with it. I feel like I need to make my peace with it and just settle. I done had too many slangers in my life. You know what I'm saying? I've been blessed and I can't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've had too many slangers in my life. So you might as well go on and settle for the hook, crook, and the in the, the foot and, and let I, it go. What I, what I love about the comments right now is people kind of went off on this little because I, I we're we're broadcasting on three different platforms, so I'm seeing comments from YouTube, I'm seeing comments from and Facebook, and people are like calling out the the superheroes they would be, and Monica <laughs> put Thanos. Okay. Oh, Monica. That's it. So much, Monica. The masculine energy on that That's answer. huge masculine energy, Monica. <laughs> You're going to scare somebody away talking about you want to be Thanos. Okay? <laughs> you want to be Thanos. Thanos took girls away. Ticket. They want to <laughs> Look, maybe, when, maybe we should end this podcast with uh, Ayana Van Zandt, Fix My Life. Well, let's, let's, let's just fix it <laughs> to the superheroes. Monica, I Hello. love you, but Thanos is not it. Thanos scares me, Monica. I'm, I'm Like, why would you want to be Thanos? You could go with Doctor Strange. Go with Doctor Strange. It's a really good icebreaker question. And shout out to my my friend and sometimes lawyer Alicia Martin, who reminded me of um, that guy that came to my show that time dressed like a Power Ranger. I hope he's not watching because he's a nice man. He doesn't deserve that, Alicia. Let's keep these comments kind of nice, guys. You guys are getting kind of reckless here in these comments. I want to thank everybody for um, listening to us talk about uh, the first episode. Let's give it up for that. We got that first episode out the way, and Jay Will is probably still on stage because black shows never start on time, so he was was trying to do too much. (laughs) We'll have to have him come back. Me and Melanie held it down. We good. This is kind of what it's like being my friend anyway. If you're my friend, you get in the car with me. We have a conversation like this on the way to wherever we're going. So, all day. Just so you know, this is how I see my friends talk all the time. Um, we're going to be back in a couple of days with another episode and two more dynamic people. Uh, we are definitely uh, going to keep these videos up. Share them. Subscribe. Let's try to get a dialogue going with as many single frustrated people as possible. These are the conversations we have to change the dialogue, guys. We have to change the way we're talking about dating. And we can blame each other all day long, but it's time to start putting that mirror up and looking at ourselves. And that's the only reason I started the podcast, because when you're in the room by yourself, 
during the quarantine, ain't nobody to blame. You know why? Because ain't nobody there. Ain't nobody there. <laughs> Only person you could do is look in the mirror and be like, I hate you. I hate you. How did you end up being the third wheel in the quarantine? Yeah, because Melanie was actually living with her cousin and her boyfriend. And, and they were like having date nights and stuff. And they would be like, Melanie, you want to come? And she had to watch them like slow dance in the living room and stuff. <laughs> you know how hard it is to watch love and you're not in love? I got to watch love and they done had a baby and the baby all about love. And I'm in the back room with no love. That's And I had to watch what I could have had. But because I had them stupid rules, preferences and bullshit is why I'm in the back room by myself watching Disney Plus. I've been making amends with everybody. I've been trying to make amends with everybody. Right, right. Oh, yeah, everybody was doing that during like by by month two of the quarantine. All the exes were calling. They were just like, yeah, so I just wanted to let you know that you a good woman. You're a good woman. And this is like, yeah, I know. You're afraid you're going to die. I get it. I'm there, yeah, too. Say I'm no sorry. Like, Say I love no you. I'm sorry. And I miss I you. Let you know that I love you. I lo- okay. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so what we want to do is make sure we move forward. And we don't, we don't want another, you know, 15 years of regrets. So let's just, let's start looking at ourselves. So, again, if you're listening for the first time, like uh, the page, subscribe to my page, any of my pages so that you can catch these. And um, uh, Melanie and I have our cash apps up because we are entertainers out here with no comedy club. So if you want to bless us in any way, we will be more than grateful um, for this time. If you got any chuckles at our expense, this is this is all we have right now. Okay. Until back to normal. So anything you could do, we would appreciate and love you for it tremendously. Please again, like, subscribe, share. And we will catch you guys next time. Melanie, where can they, where, where is, what's going on with you? What, how can they find you, follow you, what? Tell them what to oh, do. Oh, because I got some shows coming up. You can follow me at Instagram on Melanie J underscore comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at Melanie Hearn, H-E-A-R-N. And if you are local or uh, you don't necessarily have to be local because I think you can tune in. This upcoming Monday, I'm going to be on Live in a D channel four at 10 a.m. So you can check me out on Live in the Deep with Jason Carr. Um, I have a couple shows coming up, but they will be posted on my fa- social media. So follow me. And my cash app over there because I'm at my mama's house. And praise the Lord, my daddy and them didn't come upstairs and tell me to cut the light off because I'm wasting too much light. <laughs> Turn it off! Look, we got to go where the Wi-Fi is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Bye.